Last time on Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen. Blades in the Dark is a game about a group of daring scoundrels building a criminal enterprise on the haunted streets of an industrial fantasy city. Asher Morikov. She is a Cerverosi. My character's name is Dreddon. He goes by the Tinkerer. My character is Yarl Castile. Adric Ankaya. Oh, my nickname, uh, my alias is Needle. She's uh, classed into Ghost Fighter. You're a Ghostbuster. I'm a Ghostbuster. Bruiser, uh, Ghost Bruiser. So now that we know that all these different characters, Moros, Traitor, Needle, Bruiser, and the Tinkerer, uh, work as part of Legitimate Courier Business Incorporated, um, operating largely out of their ghost wagon uh, named Carl. And you notice on the note that, of course, you uh, you flip over, just uh, saying in, in very small, succinct print that jobs available come by after hours. As you approach a, uh, a spot that has apparently nothing in it, you hear a, a, a raspy voice pipe up and uh, indignantly say, Oh, you've you've deigned to to use me for your own gain once more, haven't you? Ellen looks up meekly and says, uh, the, the goods are around the side. Uh, please get it as quickly and quietly as possible to the Devil's Tooth. So, so you're going to tell us what it is this time? She, she doesn't even look up. Anything dangerous or alive this time? You're paid to bring goods to where I need them to get to. As the car kind of lands, as it comes down from this gunning it, you hear, Ugh from the box. You are able to determine th- that this is a-, a body inside. You see a uh, blue coat uh, roadblock. You hear the kind of a knock at your window. Where are you headed? Devil's Tooth! Right, there's been a flurry of, uh, of unpleasant activity uh, in this area. Ghosts hate them. They seem to abound a bit more. You know anything about that? Uh, nope, not unless they're really into fish. Uh, I can't imagine they'd have anything to do with us. Uh, you're transporting fish? Yep. As you're navigating down these streets and you hear the occasional... You hear Carl speak up. There's there's something in in there. You, you have to... I can't... It, it, and it, he sort of cuts out almost like radio jamming. jamming. And uh, you hear a, a bit more wheezing coming from that box a little bit more actively. And it seems to coincide with Carl cutting out and the vehicle just coming to a stop. I don't know what this is, but whatever's in there is riding between worlds and it's not happy and it's getting stronger. I was thinking about using my bandolier to create a trance powder to calm it down. Here that thing inside kind of the wheezing starts to slow and it actually slows to, you know, almost almost nothing. So you do inhale a bit and not enough to knock you out unconscious, but you're real loopy and one of the side effects maybe of trans powder is that it puts people into a very agreeable and honest state. What it, whatever it's doing is 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 repelling the ghosts and they seem to be converging now. Carl uh, lurches forward uh, again as he's done a few times at this point and you hear a thump and a scream as you apparently hit someone. Whoever you hit is still alive and screaming under the car. And she's gonna pull out a blunt object and finish the job. And he's like, I gotta smell bomb. You finish the job. I'll throw the bomb. I don't care if we run people over. Let's get the fuck out of here. As your car is surrounded by uh, angry, vengeful ghosts with a body underneath it in the uh, depths of Duskwall after murdering somebody, I think we'll call it there. Mm -hmm. As uh, As your car lurches forward and Carl over the radio kind of coughs and spit, uh, spits, catches his breath and mutters as he cuts in and out, demanding that you uh, rid him of this this horrible 
uh, horrible thing that is imposing more on him. Dun dun dun. except for the fact that, well, for us, it's been about a month. And you're going to notice that now there's suddenly no Brian. Unfortunately, we ran out of time when we were recording part of this episode. And... Brian we, moved to another country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he, he's he's still here right now. But he we will drove be, him away. He will be moving. He so, lives in three days. For now, we're going to finish this with just ourselves. Brian attested that this can be done without a GM, so we're going to find out if that's possible. And as uh, Tyler was saying, we did not really remember anything from this. I've just started editing the episode for this, so we just kind of spent the last half hour just reviewing some of the footage and trying to figure out what the hell we were doing. Amanda will be taking over as game referee. So We are in Carl. Carl has started lurching back to life, but he's not happy. Has Bruiser gotten back in the car, or is she still beating the skull of an old an old person? No, no, just the ribs just the rib and cage. legs. Yeah, ribs and legs for the coroner. Because he couldn't it couldn't look like he got his head run over. You know, that would be too convenient. <laughs> the spacing of the cart's, you know, wheels are... Yeah. Brands, she pretty... did what had to be done, okay? Nobody else came out to take care of it. She did it in a way that makes me worry about her, though. Does it, or does it make you think the crew has a good uh, <laughs> prospect, sir? Maybe. I believe Bruiser has gotten back into Carl. I think I think it's safe to say we're all yeah. we're all in Carl. We're all in Carl. Or is Carl in all of us? So we need to make it down to Full Ridge. And we are currently in Charter, charter Hall. It looks like Charter Balls from here. Nope, that's it doesn't. It is. Um, which is one neighborhood over, one bridge away from Coal Ridge. So we direct Carl to carry on and speed off from the mess of jokes. Come on, Carl. Let's get going. Carl goes as fast as he can. He revs his engines and gets up to about 10 kilometers an hour. I can imagine it's like this is equivalent to like the first time, like a first time driver, the standard. Yeah, and, it, that and it's, that, it's that lurching <laughs> movement <laughs> and he gets up to 10 and then stalls. Gunning and it in first and, and, and yeah. you know, high revs but not really... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Carl. What's uh, what's going on? We're uh, we got a little bit of a time crunch here. This thing. I don't like this thing. So we lurch away from the ghosts and Petra and head down south towards the bridge. So as we approach the southern bridge to Cold Ridge, as we've experienced before, there are guards between every region. What happens when you reach these guards this time? Right now, Moros is still kind of sitting on the back of the wagon. She's kind of got her spirit mask on, is watching the ghosts, and has her uh, lightning hook in hand just in case. Where are you guys in the wagon? Oh, I was always up front. I, I, uh, yeah, I think I was wagon. up front because I have a little bit of a rapport with a single member of the police. Bruiser sitting on the box. Covered in blood. Transporting. Covered, covered in blood. <laughs> With a bloody rubber mallet sort of tucked have you like, you like Do we have any kind of... We must have some kind of like rug or something. Can we not just like dab some of the blood off of you a little bit? Well, like I was saying, we just close the curtain on the wagon or... Ooh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that our wagon has curtains. Yeah. <laughs> There's no mommy, but. Well, it's Carl. He's, he's an old school, like, you yeah, know, this is. He's a classy old school man. This is for the old uh, hotel that I live in that we all kind of hang out. So, honestly, nice. I, I always just imagined, like, a white, like, canvas, like, arcing cover for the wagon. I didn't actually think that, you know, it was open top. I was thinking, you're thinking like, like a classy Victorian. You're thinking like box. Oregon I Trail. We were, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> Oregon Trail. Like nobody's getting dysentery in this way. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> and what about Tink? How long does it take for you to not be high? Probably more than like probably five more than five minutes. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's only been like ten. Wearing off of the thing in the box, but you're not the thing in the box. I'm not the thing in the box. Tink's getting kind of impatient, and he doesn't really want to have to deal with another blockade. He's thinking he just wants to wreck shit and maybe sabotage the blockade so we can just blow out our floor way through. At 10 kilometers of lurching hour. Uh, you know what? If there's a gr- grenade at their feet, they're probably not going to want to be around. Alright. Well, we, <laughs> we need a... We need a bit of a faster car or we could we might as well just get out and walk this thing um oh, i think we should at least get across the bridge before we <laughs> yeah out. let's get into unless there's like a network of like sewers that we can like walk this thing through Could like we, we need to go across that bridge carl apart and just take like the axle and the tires <coughs> and create like a ghostless car wagon pulled by what how do we Us. know how do we know that the axle isn't the essence of Carl. How do we know that we're not well, just ripping least... Carl's limbs off painfully? <laughs> where, where, where is Carl located I in the way? We've already established oh, that Bruiser's okay with this. Um, his corpse is sitting in the front. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. We get at Carl's. Wait, whose corpse do we have sitting in the Carl's. <laughs> He was the wagon driver. He got ran over by the wagon and his spirit got infused, and that's how we got Carl. And we've just been carting his corpse along with us? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you're sitting next Because we decided that it, right. you cheerily it would look police. too weird if there was no way, if there was no driver on the wagon all the time. You know, so. the logic text said, I get it. I just don't. Do we trust ourselves to go through this blockade with this fucker? <laughs> All stoned out of his face and covered we, in blood. We made it through one blockade. Were we Except we weren't covered in blood and I wasn't. But we high. still have the corpse in the front seat. And we still so have the how much has really changed. We do still have those same papers. Maybe maybe the high guy and the one covered in blood like get out and we meet you on the other side. Or they just lie down in the back. Yeah, I'm down for lying down in the back. Are you recommending the tank to lie down in the back? Tank, yeah. I think it's a good idea if you lie down in the back. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to throw a blanket over his head, you know, like the dumb dog thing, and see if he falls asleep. <laughs> that was the bird. It was the parrots. <laughs> I was thinking of like, You're going to throw it over, over me and be like, that's ah, stupid bird. <laughs> stupid dog. All right. Uh, Bruiser? Yeah. You might want to do the same. Oh, yeah. Okay, and uh, Moros... She, she ducks down behind the box. Moros gets in the back and takes off her mask and tries to look some presentable. So just me and you up front, we gotta bluff this now, right? What is your mask? Mm-hmm. I was wearing the spirit mask that's so I can see the ghost. Do we have your papers? Pretty sure we could talk the way through this. So two guards approach the wagon. Where I put the uh at the bridge. Okay. Papers, please. Uh I I, I hand them the papers. So you're uh, you're you're going on down to the devil's tooth? Devil's tooth, that's right. So, um I think it's uh we got some fish for the uh the restaurant. So the, the ones that talking to you in the front, the other ones kind of like looking around the wagon a bit. They kind of heard commotion about the the ghosts in the area ahead, and like they kind of got a bit of a call. 
did they hear just about the ghost, or did they also hear about the hit and run? They just heard the, the, a lot of chaos. Um, I don't think like, it was only been a couple minutes. So I don't know how much news has gotten around at this point. And they're like, "You, you guys, uh, you guys run into any problems up there? I heard there was a uh, just missed it. Yes, there was a wave of ghosts. There was a bunch of ghosts, and we were just ahead of it. We got a there was a lot lot going on behind us, but we didn't really want to stick around because it looked dangerous. I hear you, I hear you. So the other guy is now kind of looking... He's I'm, like I'm also realizing that Brewster did speak up and say something by accident, even though she's in the back. I thought that was Amanda saying that. Oh no, that was Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> so the other guy is like looking down and he's noticed the blood on the wagon. Hey, uh, you guys want to hit some? I don't think um, so. They clean the fish on the docks. Oh. It's a real big mess over there. What, is it, what, what are you seeing? Uh, some, there's like some blood, I think some pink fleshy beds. I'm going to step out of the car and I'm going to just put my finger in it and kind of like taste it. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's no, that's the fish. Oh. Do you lick your finger before you do that or just no, after? Just after. Just after. <laughs> oh, you do a sway check. Are you gonna help him with this? How do I stop him from gagging? How do you, <laughs> how do you help me with sway? I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like your stories line up. Like yeah, I can say you're like, cooperating. Something smells fishy here, but you know. <laughs> Charm check. So if you are assisting, you do take one stress to get him an additional advice. I think it's definitely worth that. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I have no problem with that. And what's the, is this controlled risky or desperate? That's your call, referee. What do you think? I I'm, think gonna, it's... I'm gonna go for risky. Really? By I don't default, think it you is guys risky. quite have control of the situation here. So what does that mean? Um, it just affects how uh, severe your failure is. Yeah. Four? Four, you do That's it. not a six. a consequence. Okay. All right. What's the harm or complication? Honestly, like, considering it says that you might suffer a harm, you just suck... Yes, thing something in you. Oh yeah, it's not actually fish blood. Be. This is, oh, this yeah, is some dude. Fair enough. Okay, oh, have hepatitis. <laughs> 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 Why is that so funny? <laughs> <laughs> because, because I was thinking maybe you puke a little bit. You just go straight to like you have a bloodborne disease. I, yeah, I I got blood poison. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're not feeling good. Okay. okay so yeah, they they believe us, but you at what cost? Is that a stress or a harm? It's a harm. Uh, it's a harm. Yeah, it has a one harm. So I like, think I, I just took a harm just at the end of the last session, though, from the like the ghost electricity as well. Okay. You don't have that note on the paper. No. Hashtag we didn't take notes. <laughs> Add two harm in total. Yeah. One from shocking. One for slight nerve and nerve and damage. Three harm for not taking notes. Doesn't that kill Just dies. <laughs> and so is Honestly, that not the common theme that Jeff's character just dies in everything that we play now? Yeah, we'll find we out. loot his body and move on. The Tinkerer would be glad to use your body for parts in his next alchemy experiment. <laughs> Not dead yet. Well, we'll just combine you with the car. We will be soon. <laughs> so the guy's like, okay, okay, well, you should get this cleaned up. This is this is kind of a hazard, but you just get across. I don't want to deal with more crap tonight. All right, get back in the car. We lurch away. <laughs> we lurch away. <laughs> That was a car starting up, so. And Carl starting up. This is good as I could be Carl starting up, yeah. Right. So now we're into... Coleridge. Coleridge. Well, what kind of neighborhood is Coleridge? So, so it's the remnants of Dostal's original hilltop mining settlement, now home to laborers and industrial factories. So I do have the Devil's Tooth mark. Huh? That's where I have my right. So there's Coleridge kind of like a, like a little bit of a town square? Yeah. 
Coleridge is home to most of the machinists, industrial laborers, and factories in the city. It's cramped, suit-choked, and loud, spewing dense clouds of flat smoke, showers of sparks, and burning cinders. The old elevated train lines that once hauled coal now carry heavy equipment and raw materials to and from Gaddock Station, though many of the ancient tracks and cars have been abandoned to squatters who converted them into makeshift homes. So we're going towards, for those of you reading along at home, number two. The old rail yard, which is kind of right in the center, and it's just off that little square there in Brixton. Brixton, as we cross the bridge, we see suit-covered workers hacking up black vials they trudge home from the factory. Heavy rail cargo being unloaded by crane, street tough waifs running wild, a factory boss lashing a worker for an infraction, squatters cooking a meal in the pool and within an abandoned train car. I almost want to make you do like a con check when seeing these other guys like coughing up crap that like you're not feeling good right now. What's the equivalent of that? There isn't really one. Take another harm. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that kills me. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to die this way. Yeah, but Glenilla's uh, feeling pretty rough at this point, having just had a finger full of goo. And how much of that is psychological or <laughs> physical reaction to? Mm-hmm. So we're still lurching, right? Yes. As we, we lurch over the bridge, there's somebody holding up a sign and sort of taking advantage of anybody who slows down enough for him to like approach the vehicle. Like a beggar? Is he going to yeah. wash, wash our windshields? This is a, a squeegee kid? A fantasy squeegee kid? <laughs> yeah. Wait, he's going he's gonna to feed the blood off Carl? <laughs> no. <laughs> he like goes to offer to clean and he's like, oh. <laughs> No, he's just got a sign that says Casher Hugs. And he comes up to the side of Carl. He comes in and goes, Hey, uh, got got any change? Change comes from within, my friend. Now, um, are Bruiser and Leech out from the back now or Tinker? Tinker. Sorry. Sure. I guess. <laughs> like I, I would I would think that in the state of mind that the Tinkerer is in, he heard somebody new, he would be interested. Change? Uh, yeah, so, uh, the, the guy looks in and goes, Oh, you look like you got the good stuff. You got the good stuff? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And then he closes the... I'm just... <laughs> Halloween and welcome back to DM's Test Kitchen in the last part of our Halloween episode. If you're enjoying the adventure and would like to give Blades in the Dark a shot yourself, don't forget to check out our giveaway. Go to dmstestkitchen.com or our social media to find out the details. The winner will be announced on Halloween, so you still have tons of time to enter. As we mentioned last week, Nathan guest starred on Mimics and Monstrosities as part of a barred metal band. That episode is now out, and if you want to check it out, just hit up Mimics and Monstrosities on YouTube. We're also excited to announce that we've opened a new merch store. We recently switched distributors to one with more affordable and just in general more options, including allowing us to print front and back designs. So check that out by going to dmstestkitchen.com and clicking on store. As always, thanks so much for listening. And if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands and information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you'd like to help support us, there's a donate button on our website, or if you want to get something for your money, like we said, we've got the brand new merch store. But we appreciate all kinds of support, little or small, and one of the best things you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. Our next episode will be up on November 1st, and we'll be getting back into our world-hopping story, and I can't wait for you to see the trouble that our characters got into. Enjoy your Halloween, eat lots of candy, and be safe, kids. I'm going to look over at... Um... Trader, 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, can you just, you know, hop in the back and just sort that out? And then I'm going to... You want look, to kill Tink? Look back at the... You know what? <laughs> I don't not want him to kill Tink. Um, I'm going to look at uh, at the friend outside the window and just be like, uh, I'm afraid uh, we're in a little bit of a rush and uh, we don't have anything uh, of, uh, worthwhile on us. Because uh, you're, headed, you're headed straight... You're headed straight for the spirit train tracks, and uh, for a little bit of change, I could tell you how to do avoid the spirit train tracks. Fortunately, still don't have a little bit of change, and uh, I think we're good. I think we know where we're going. Not worried about the spirit train tracks. Not worried about the spirit train tracks. We could we could always use some information. Oh jeez. <laughs> so trying to hop back into the back of the wagon. We've come in to see Tinker doing what? He has pulled out, like, whatever, like, vials and alchemy tools, and he's got his bandolier, and he's already, like, mixing something up. However, I'm going to need someone to roll a d6 for me to decide exactly what I've made up. Two. Two. Okay. <laughs> and I guess I got to roll to make this thing. Uh, so I guess that's a Tinker. Oh, that's a six. That, yep. Okay. So I hand this vial back. What does this vial look like? It is just a small vial, and it is a fiery red concoction in a vial that is stock. And I hand it back. I said, here's his payment. Okay. Now, uh, does Moros know what is the deal with Spirit Bank and Train Tracks? Like, Spirit Tracks? Like, is there something she, like, is there something that they'd be worried about by going there that she might know? He's pointing over to the horizon and you see nothing. Okay. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the vial and kind of mutter a thank you, look back out the window and be like, kind of motion to him to get a little, like, you know, come in close. And oh, he gets in too close. Fair. What does he smell like? Terrible. Mm. Worse, worse than the blood you just licked off the front of the wagon. Good. Good. <laughs> Listen, buddy, this here, this is the good stuff. Oh, Hopper likes the good stuff. But you can tell me everything you know about the spirit train. Spirit train tracks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that near the soul train or is that? That's oh, past the soul train. Okay. Is it past the runaway train? It's it's where the runaway train went. When they don't when they don't <laughs> find the runaways, they become spirit. Runaway train don't yeah, come that, back. Yeah, <laughs> Give Hopper the good stuff. Tell me about the, the the spirit tracks and how to avoid them, and this stuff is yours. You see the spirit tracks. You see them. Do I see them? No. <laughs> I see. I see where this is going. Okay. If um, I if, do not. If Moros puts her a spirit mask on, does she see anything at all? No. Okay. You see that he is full of shit. <laughs> boss. Boss. Yeah. She just like shaking her head. Okay. Uh, how do I avoid the spirit tracks? You feel within your spirit will tell you which way to not go. Don't Perfect. go that way. All right. Drink up. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, thank you. Hopper, Hopper thanks you. And he drinks the vial. David? What happens to him? I was skullfire poisoned. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the way I imagine this is... On a scale of one to Nicolas Cage, how Ghost Rider is he? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's pretty Ghost train. Rider Ooh. and also dead. Okay. He's not a conductor of the spirit track. Uh, so to be to be fair, the options were eye blind poison, skullfire poison, or spark, which was the actual. Okay. Drug. So what what does what does he feel? What does he look like? <clears throat> what happens? He he feels really good. Like he starts to feel warm. Right. He's like, oh my god, this okay. is this is the best thing in the world. As this occurs to him, yep. as he starts feeling it, he's oh choo choo all aboard the spirit train. <laughs> And then his head lights on fire. <laughs> I'm just gonna, at this point, if I could just like kind of kick him away from the car so he doesn't light us on fire. <laughs> oh my God. Just... Oh my to be God. fair, 
Tinker doesn't know what he gave him. Nor does just he, like I don't. If he's still in the back, I don't think he's seeing any of this. No. Yeah. No, he's just all I'm going to ask is like, how far away are we from the guards that we just went by? Like we're, other we're, side of the bridge. You know other what? side of. Totally. It's no longer their jurisdiction. Yeah, <laughs> this is not their problem anymore. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is on fire, but he's happy about it. And you guys lurch away. Let's get out of here, Carl. Jeez. <laughs> oh, all right. So we set a homeless man on fire. <laughs> the train cars converted into a dwelling. Okay. Yeah, the whole he was just an attic. And that's better? <laughs> no, I, it was just different. Maybe we sent him home. Okay. So, yeah, the spirit train. Home. I, I feel a little bad about that now. <laughs> I kind of want the night to be done. <laughs> you do or Needle does? Both. 100% both. <laughs> He had a run-in with his um, Petra, I think it was. His yes, Petra. Petra. And then spirits. Yeah. I think, I think Jeff's ready to quit the podcast. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> Why do I keep going back here? Yeah. We carry on. Do we want anything else before we hit the Devil's Cube? I feel like there's going to be like a square just before the Devil's Cube. Yeah, the, it's, the, it's the old rail yard, like a, like a roundhouse type thing, I think. So we need to go kind of around that and over to, I think it's called Brixton. I don't know if that was just you randomly reaching over and drawing on the map. That's, that's just where we drew where... it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was totally just me. Okay, well that's where it is now, that's canon. Yep, that's... That is the most densely packed residential area in Dustbowl. <laughs> Sounds like the kind of place that would have a bar. Yeah. So Prime real estate. We'll just want to find like the delivery <laughs> entrance in the back. So probably an alley or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cramped jumble of multi-story brick row houses stacked one atop the other. Many of the toughest scoundrels of the underworld hail from here, learning the harsh lessons of survival and gang life within its dark maze. Lovely. So maybe we pull around into an alley just off the side. Once we get there, go in, walk in through the front door, locate Polonia, and just kind of, you know, hey Polonia, where do you take your deliveries? Okay, I'm, I'm on for that. We gotta make sure we leave some people with the wagon. Yes. More us will start the box. Maybe the high guy and the one covered in blood don't need to come in. Yeah. So it's basically gonna be me and you, like the sure. the representation from us. Okay. Sure. Me and Needle, we wanna head over to the uh, Dragon's Tooth. Devil's Tooth. Dragon's Tooth is across the street. Had some stiff competition between the two bars, but rival gangs, rival in both Yelp reviews and territory. It's a real Jets versus Sharks kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that happened. So we do the thing. <laughs> All right. This is not like we're gonna knock on the door. We're walking in here, like yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna pull off to the side. Hopefully, then like a bit of not too deep into an alley, just in case. But like not. Well, what's it like? On the um, one of Carl's powers that he's like invisible. invisible? Yeah, when he stops moving. Like... When he stops moving, yeah. yeah. Oh, so every time he's lurched, he's gone invisible <laughs> and then reappeared. No, I think we he... <laughs> I think we established it was like he could choose to be invisible. Yeah. It wasn't like the second his speedometer hit zero, we couldn't see him. And his and powers like, are being kind of disrupted by this guy. The right. box. Yeah. But, like, I still want to, like, is it, like, you know, this is the bubble, you're cloaked inside of it, or, like, I'm Carl, I disappear, fuck, you know, people sitting in beside me, they're now just floating. I feel like if you're in it, you're fine, but I, I, I feel like you probably can't go with it right now, he's probably too out of shape. Trader and I are gonna go into the, the Devil's Tooth, see if we can track down Polonia. Is it a bar, is it a restaurant, what are we... It's a tavern. It's a tavern. 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 In, presumably, there's a... What do I see? What... what What's it looking like? You would see plenty of chairs and tables kind of stacked up. Maybe about ten people sitting around having a couple drinks. Important question. Is there a stage and there's no playing? There's a stage, there's nobody. <laughs> one of those, we walk in, everyone looks at us, or is it like kind of casual? I would say it's pretty casual. The people that live in the area also frequent this place. Is there anyone behind the bar? There is. Male or female? Female. 
approach the bar. All right. The bartender is sort of, uh, she has her back to you guys, and you can see that she's just kind of like cleaning up some glasses that uh, patrons have sure. recently have finished sullied. up with their beers and sullied and so on. Are they being properly washed, or is she just like taking the lipstick off the rim and then putting it back in circulation? <laughs> she's got a towel and she's rubbing off the, the rim, kind of cleaning out a little bit of the outside, splashing a little water in there, and then just leaving them out to dry. Not yes. not like, mm, gotta keep them seasoned, right? It's the kind of place that you only get bottled, no, nothing from the draft. Oh no, it's definitely, there's definitely draft beer. No, but I know, the wines but, but you don't you don't buy the stuff. Oh yeah, no, they, 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 they yeah. still use the, the lead mugs. Yeah, okay, good. And the bartender <laughs> turns around. Uh, can I help you? I'm looking for Polonia. What business would you have with Polonia? We have a uh, delivery for Polonia. Okay, she has plenty of deliveries. She's gonna want to attend to this one personally. Mm, sure. Who's delivering? We represent legitimate couriers. <laughs> Legitimate Courier Business Incorporated. Okay. It's a delivery from Ellen. Mmm. That delivery. Mmm. Mm. And she says, hold on a sec. And she reaches behind the counter and she pulls up just a, a weird looking stone and knocks it on the counter twice. And out from the back comes Chad. And she says, Chad, uh, my delivery has arrived. I would like for you to go out and see that the goods have been delivered properly. Okay, boss. Sweet. <laughs> Polonia just and puts her hand through her hair I thought I asked you not to talk <laughs> and she just says go check whatever they have for me and goes back to Washington Chad, Chad leaves, well Trader you should probably go out with Chad because yeah. otherwise it's just some dude showing up at the car yeah no, I can do that, you stay here sure, you feel for things, okay so back in the car, Morris is sitting on top of the box, and she's just like doing a tarot reading and waiting for us to get back. And what do you, what do you, what did tarot card say? So far, not so good. <laughs> she's just kind of frowning to herself. Uh, I know. Do you have a positive or a negative relationship with Chad? Oh, negative. Right, right, right. He's the one that was in the same gang as her. They were like at we the same level, and he kept talking to her like she was his inferior. He just does. He have a negative relationship with you, or is it just kind of one way? It's one way. Okay. Yeah. He just thinks he's above everybody. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing in the wagon while we're waiting? We're rubbing the blood off my rubber mallet. Okay. Playing with shit. I've got, I've got more. Still high. <laughs> still high, just like putting stuff together. And actually, like tweaking your recipe after seeing what happened with uh, yeah, the Yeah, pretty much. Now, should we do like a bait roll or something? What's happening with the uh, thing in the box? Sure. Sure. For four. That's good enough. Good enough. The box uh, shakes a little. Yeah, the thing the thing is sort of woken up, and I think it was doing like a uh, uh, wheezing kind of right. thing. It seemed just like it's hammers resumed. on the box. Oh, yeah. It's, Go to it, sleep. Camera's back. I drugged you up. It, it should be okay. Alright. So, but like, we're not surrounded by ghosts, so it's doing something. <laughs> so, yeah. Trader, you are escorting Chad? Yeah, I'm bringing Chad along. Now, I got a question. Considering that Chad is one of those guys, is he going to be the one that tries to, like, walk ahead of me? Well, he doesn't you know, know where the car is. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Chad is going to walk ahead of you. Okay. So, we're walking along and we go to, like, maybe Chad's trying to go around back because, you know, that's where his expectation. Reality is, you know, we park somewhere over near the Dragon's Tooth instead. So, Chad, come on. Well, what'd you guys park over there for? Free parking. That's why we go over there. Oh. <laughs> Alright, which one, uh, which one's you guys? Gotta keep an eye out for it. He might disappear on you. We'll get there. <laughs> it's like Carl flickers out of existence for a second in yeah. the back. That one. <laughs> that's a trippy paint job, bro. Oh, that's not paint. Does, uh, 
<laughs> is Bruiser here, Chad, at this point? Yeah, and Bruiser's just like, oh shit. <laughs> Martha's like, what? What is it? It's Chad. The Chad? Yeah, Chad. Oh, fuck. I think I have something for Chad if we really want. <laughs> Take, this is why we're. You're gonna set Chad's skull on fire? <laughs> Chad's gonna go over and, like, I guess, I don't know, knock on the back, or. How does the. What does a Chad do to investigate that the shipment's okay? Well, Chad's gonna need to, like, open up the back yeah, we, door. Yeah, we open the back and, like. Open the wagon, yeah. Here's, here's your shitty box. Oh, hey, Bruiser! Hey, Chad. What are you doing here? Delivering your box. Just take the box. You hanging out with this crew now? Yeah, Chad. Yeah. Right on. Right on. She used to work for me. Oh, did she now? No. Nope. Uh-huh. Nope. I used to work with you, Chad. I used to work with you. Yeah, yeah. Potato, potato. All right. Um, why don't uh, let me get the guys here to help uh, bring the box out? Bruiser single-handedly brings out the box. <laughs> Oh, it's a pretty light uh, package then, eh? Moro's is still sitting on top of it. Even if I not even move, she just like, just like side-eyes at Chad and just carries on doing what she was doing. All right, cool. Okay, cool, 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 cool. He's trying not to act impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, all right. All right, well, uh, you guys want to, um, why don't you, uh, we could bring that in. Uh, you guys, uh, why don't you take that corner and uh, throw on top. You, well, you can grab that corner if you get off. And uh, uh, the, the spaced out dude, I don't know, you just, you keep doing you, bro. You want girl on top to get off and then grab the corner? Is that That's the right. order of things? Okay. <laughs> girl on top, get off. Moros Mor- looks at Bruiser and like, you know, trying to decide if she should do it or not. Yeah, can you give me a hand with this? <laughs> She's like, okay. She like, here, we'll puts her cards back together, puts them in her cloak and like, sees, sees what the cards say about yeah. this and then... <laughs> chop, chop, ladies, it's she- time to gossip later. <laughs> she like comes up to you and like, Shows you like Ricard's death, and then puts it back at the deck. And yeah, she, she smiles and nods her head like, "Yes, please." <laughs> um, Tinker, Tinker is like, "Hey, can I?" Not yet, Tink. Not yet. Later, <laughs> after after it's been delivered. But then. But he's really annoying, and I want him no, to no, have no, something we'll to spell. Him, oh. We'll give him his tip later. Give him the tip later. Hopefully, not just the tip, huh? Eh? Hey, huh? Hey, huh? That's all I've ever known you to have, Chad. Oh, this one, yeah, you wish. Tink looks at you and starts, like, doing more. <laughs> <laughs> she she nods. So we're, we're hauling this thing in? Yeah, so throw my back into it and try to give her a good lift. We got a firm grip on the back? Yeah, Ch- Chad. But is, now, now, Chad's not helping. You know, Chad's, Chad's, Chad's not watching. Helping. Chad's, Chad's supervising. Is, Chad is supervising. Because four hands on the box. He's, he's a... a, he's a should do the trick. Four hands fit on the ball? Yeah, not until you try. You know, maybe, maybe Moro's even it. uses two hands while we're at <laughs> That's a constitution check if I've ever heard one. So, we pull it across the street. Chad direct you to, to bring it across the street. Should we fate check the box again? No. No such thing as a fate check. Maybe... Fate's in the dark. I don't know, I feel like moving a box is probably something you could do, unless the box... Or the thing in the box. Or the thing in the box yeah. doesn't want to be moved. I think I think the thing in the box, um, I don't know that it shifts the weight back and forth, but it keeps making thudding noises on either side so mm-hmm. that it... Shakes it a bit. Like, yeah, it creates the illusion that it might be, like, flopping back and forth in the box. Oh, I think also as soon as we take the box out of, the, of Carl, Carl just kind of lifts up this long, deep sigh and then just disappears. Yeah. Oh. That's the sound he makes when he goes invisible. He's, he's part <laughs> whale. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so Carl's doing Carl. Um, 
Someone has to. Do uh, do we get this thing inside successfully, or is there an That's incident well, no, in the like, Reality is that, like Carl tries to direct us to the front door, but Chad. Does, sorry, Chad. Chad. Carl's a good character. Carl is a great person. <laughs> he does good things, Dead, but great. Slightly racist. Chad. I would say Chad uh, directs us to try to bring it through the front door, but it just doesn't fit through the front door. And like we can obviously see it doesn't fit the front door. It's a little bit. We're heading for the back door. You gotta, li- you gotta lift the corner. Guys, I told you this thing wasn't gonna fit. We gotta go around the back now. Oh my god. It's this way. Yeah, okay. Hmm. okay. Direct you mm-hmm. to the back. Morales yeah. is starting to get clearly annoyed. Like her necklace is starting to go like white as she's gripping the box. Yeah, and, and Bruiser's like, you see? <laughs> you see? If, uh, if you guys need to put it down, if it's uh if you guys need to take a break, I, I get it. We got <laughs> it, Chad. We got it. Chad, why don't you take a break? You're working real hard, okay? Appreciate that. Bet you do. Sits down, pulls out a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> So we take it around the back. Chad does not have keys to the back, but he thinks he has keys to the back. Oh, I gum. They're here somewhere. Just, oh. You guys, uh, no, 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 we got this, we got this. I'll go around, and I'll, I'll come, and I'll open the door from, uh, from the other side, all right? What? You guys just, you guys rest, chill out for a minute. I'll be, I'll be 30 seconds. Top. Yeah, Tink doesn't want to wait, and he's going to use his tinkerer's tools and try and pick the lock. Bless you, Tank. Sorry, well, Chad is... She just, like, like, Chad's outside. He, like, just goes with him. That's a six. That's a six. Yeah, That's okay. A six. Yeah, yeah, you fucking... Pop the door open. It was unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, turn, the, turn the knob. Use the tinkerer's tools, take the knob right off, and just toss it. You guys are going to move the, uh, the box in yeah. while he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reassemble the door and just act like it was magic. We just opened it. Yeah. <laughs> So take the box inside, and what's inside there? It's it's down, like say like half a level. So you have to go down like a couple. Like, it's like a cellar. So it's like a cellar, but it's not. Yeah, like it, it's a, a shorter ceiling, and it's the the alley. The alley slopes down from street level, so it's it's down below the sort of main level of the uh, of the tavern. There's like a couple flights up to the tavern. So it's the basement to the tavern. It's like a basement. A couple steps down from the street. Struggle a little bit to get it in. You get it in. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we went there, guys. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's, there's crates. There's uh, probably kegs of ale or wine, some uh, salted meats in barrels, kind of things. So we get the box down there. Meanwhile, uh, needles upstairs talking. Needles upstairs talking to Polonia. Did we get paid in advance? Do we ask for payment when we get there? Uh, well, I think no. She's gonna give us the payment now. Okay. Does Chad like report that everything's good? And Chad walks. Oh yeah, Chad walks. I'm just gonna go open the back door for them. Okay. <laughs> he walks by. Like, yeah, sounds like they got uh, everything. Do we uh, do we do this here? Or do you want to? Do you have an office? Or I'm assuming that knowing who my helper is, he probably didn't check the contents of the box like I asked. <laughs> so let's go check the contents together, and then you'll get. Paid. Sounds good to me. Alright, so I followed Polonia downstairs and now we're all together. Chad's standing Ch- Chad's like, how'd you, guys, really how'd you guys get in here? It's unlocked, Chad. It was unlocked. Huh. Must have loosened it for you. Probably your job to lock the door, but that's fine. <laughs> Tink, you had something for Chad for helping us with the box? Yeah, uh, I did. And he pulls out one, one vial and he says... You know what? Think of this as a thank you. We never would have found our way across the street without you. Just for everything, Chad. Just thanks for everything. Thanks for being here. He's going to take it and he's just going to put it in his, his pocket for now. Breast pocket. Yeah. Okay. Is he appreciative or no? He's like, all right, man, thanks. It's a, it's a tough gig here sometimes. Yeah, people don't really appreciate what uh, guys like you and me do. Chad, where are your manners? It's 
rude to not open it and use it in front of the giver. I was gonna, uh, you know, save it and share it with, uh, you know, maybe some of the ladies uh, later. You have no ladies later. <laughs> Sharing's not caring, Chad. <laughs> I'm assuming I should probably roll to make sure I did do the thing properly. Please be Skullfire. Please be Skullfire. Is that a one and a three? <laughs> so what did you make? Uh, eye blind poison. <laughs> So, did that just make him blind? Oh, yeah. I feel like Chad would play that off as completely normal, that, like, this is supposed to be some good shit, and he's just having a bad reaction. Amanda, <laughs> Bruiser needs to sway Chad okay, okay. into drinking it now. You need to I'm, pure I'm pressure. This. Yeah, okay. So, um, Bruiser's like, oh, there's, there's not enough for more than one person. It would be rude to drink that in front of your lady friends later. That's a five. <laughs> Which is a That's, mixed success. You do it. Yep. You do it, but there is a consequence. No. I Can I make a suggestion for a consequence? You may. I think Chad misconstrues your meaning and thinks that you're you're hitting on him. Oh, that's fine. She will go with it for this, so long as he drinks the potion. Okay. He kind of kind of looks at you and kind of winks. He's like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing." But he takes a. She she looks at Tink first and is like looking for some sort of reaction from Tink about like what effect this is gonna have. Like Tink. <laughs> Tink waves his hands in front of his eyes, like yeah. like John Cena. You can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, See you later. All right, he takes a uh, takes a big pull. How fast does this stuff kick in? Because he's he's drinking this in front of his boss. Except I failed to make it properly. So what is the consequence of me completely failing that? Is it a, just a straight up poison? It was poison? supposed to be eye blind poison. Yeah, fucked it up. So is it like fucked temporary, it up. temporary? Is it like <laughs> like? Are we killing this guy in front of his employer? Can I suggest that now. <laughs> perhaps rather than eyes, some other party part is his muted or off. useless? Or <laughs> I think that would be beneficial. I think that would be beneficial. <laughs> like, um, like he can't use his arms or something. He's just sort of... <laughs> His arms just stop working. He's like, oh, this stuff's good. He can't do finger guns anymore. So he does the finger guns and they fall to his yeah. side. <laughs> Basically jello. Yeah, he's a rag doll in the middle. How's he, how is he reacting to it? So he's just kind of over in the corner and he kind of just sort of drops the, the vial. He's like, oh, 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 oh. All right. <laughs> Could you describe to the audience that can't see what you're doing, what you're doing? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm wildly flailing my arms. <laughs> so one would you uh, stand up <laughs> at their side and then proceed to rotate the torso back and forth. Spin back and forth, but totally limp arms. So you that they slap him in hit the chest. the chest in the back. Like, no, you're not uh, you're not filming this. Are you doing one second a day? Alright, and how does Polonia react to this? Um, flailing that much, but that's that's how kind of like limp and loosey-goosey he is right now. He doesn't want to draw any attention to it at the moment. He's not admitting that anything's mm-hmm. wrong. I would see Polonia as the kind of person who would probably see him quieting down as something actually happening to him. <laughs> She's just going to let it go, because to her, silence is golden. He, yeah, he's typically not very focused on anything, but right now he seems to be focused on himself, which might be odd for people that know him. Because he's not usually focused on himself? Well, like, he's not, like... He's like, usually trying to get people to focus on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he's not he's not particularly reflective or introspective guy, so he's not usually, like, quiet and, like... Just Oh, my nipples are behaving abnormally. Yeah, exactly. She looks at Chad. 
and looks at the rest of you and says, Okay, let's open this up. And doesn't ask for anybody else to do the work. She just reaches over onto a shelf and grabs a crowbar and just starts jams the crowbar into the into the side, pops it off, the box falls apart, and she just smiles. Oh my seven heaven. Oh my god. Whoa. Shit. Fuck balls. What is that? Ah. Fuck. And outside, the snow began to fall. <laughs>